Well, let's move on then to the last one, which is the hardest, is the values. And because these are deep-seated things. These are things that we, our, our belief systems are based off of. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are saying, You're, there's no way you can make me from a conservative to a liberal. You, you know, as much as you try to give me your points and the way you feel and everything, you're never going to make me change, all right? And this is where the whole negotiation, where somebody, you have to come in seeking to understand, which is that key point, and then looking at how you can come up with the best compromise from a value perspective. And this is where I've seen from a family perspective, families ripped apart because of some of these religious issues like um, in my family, there was a couple that decided they wanted to get married, but they didn't want to get married in the church. Grandma was very upset with that. You're, you're not going to get married in the church? Well, that's just going to break my heart, and I'm an old woman, and this is going to cause me too much stress, and I'm going to, I'm going to have a heart attack. And, you know, like she was used, and she was throwing out everything, you know, all the cards. It's very difficult to convince grandma that, you know, having a justice of the peace is just as good. And so how do you get through those conflicts? Sometimes we have to do that, give a little, give a little. So you have to come in, once again, seeking to understand. We have to understand grandma's view. And yet, we have to ask for that respect back and say, ask for grandma to respect our views, too. So maybe we have some readings and, and some religious presence in our ceremony. You know, maybe it's not exactly the way we wanted it, but it's, it comes to a compromise. And that's what is a big problem also in our, our government. But one of the greatest documents, our Constitution, was based off of a compromise. I do say that in values, that is the hardest part, and it can be the most rewarding because if you can get to that compromise where people are happy, they may not have gotten everything that they wanted, but they're happy, that you continue to have a relationship because the alternative is that grandma doesn't talk to you know, cousin Jan and her husband anymore. And she's cut out, and she doesn't see the grandkids and the great-grandkids and all that stuff. And then they lose out as well. So you think that this doesn't happen in the workplace? Well, it does too, where people's values come in and start playing a key role in creating that conflict. Even sometimes it, it's just people casually talking about, oh, you know, those immigrants on, you know. So this is where we have to, as managers or as people in the industry, see ways of either setting up a communication strategy for dealing with people that have, are, have, are having issues um, based on values and getting them to express in a constructive way instead of yelling or just even worse, opting out, where we lose customers, that they just kind of say, I'm not even going to deal with you. Because 
if you come to that negotiating table, then you have a chance. But if the person says, you know, it's not even really worth the effort, and they opt out where you lose that employee, or you lose that relationship, then you've really lost. You really lost. Okay. So what I always like to say, and Stephen Covey is someone I love to quote, he always says is most of us don't listen with the intent to understand. We listen with the intent to reply. So when I say communication strategy, because that's this, this is the second part that I'm gonna, we're going to start diving into now is communication strategies. We often think communication strategies is what, how, how do I say something? Well, it's just as important to listen, if not more. And everything I've just told you about the perceptions, the styles, the needs, that had nothing to do with what we're saying. It's really that observation, that listening. Those are all those things that help us to seek to understand. And then we can talk. And then we can communicate, OK? Because not all conflict is bad. And if we enter into this disagreement as an opportunity for healthy expression or debate, an opportunity where people can express their true feelings. And I tell you, when my husband and I are arguing about something, it's hard to sometimes feel like, OK, this is an opportunity for me to really understand what he means or for him to enhance our engagement, you know? <laughs> um, but it does. It will lead to better working relationships. I do say that our training organization, we had a little infighting here. And we went and we did one of those off-sites. And we really got honest. And we really tried to solve some of the, the long, drawn-out conflicts that were happening. And when we came back, we did work better together. And we were vested. And that's where, from a family perspective, that's like couples counseling. But you have to think of it from a work perspective. All right, that conflict is not bad, that it's just an opportunity. But how are we communicating during the conflict? We need, now when we start talking about what we're saying, we have to remember, seek to understand, seek to understand. Do we say things like, you never? Do we say things like, you always? You always forget to take out the trash. Do we say things like, you people and your liberal values or your conservative values? Do we say things like that? Do, do our kids roll their eyes at us and go, whatever? I hear that how many times a day? Um, or just never mind? Or do we resort to swearing? God forbid. How are we communicating during conflict? So this is the first strategy that I'm going to teach you. When you are personally involved in the conflict and you want to position it towards somebody that you feel wronged against or you want to make the relationship better but they're doing something that is bothering you you say this I feel statement where you state the emotion when you tell what caused the feeling and state the effect and in the future explain what you want 
This is a tried and true strategy that works. I know it works because I've used it multiple, multiple times. And it's funny because sometimes now my husband picks up on it and he goes, okay, here we go, the iMessage, <laughs> you know. But I tell you, it really helps because it does open his ears when he hears me say, you know, I feel, I feel like you're not really appreciating how hard I work when I come home and I see all the dishes are left for me after working, you know, till eight o'clock at night. And I know you and the kids have been home all evening. Um, and, you know, I tell them when you, that was the when you, when I come home. And the effect was I'm really tired when I come home from the evening. So in the future, I'd really like it if you could all pitch in and do the dishes. Even if you, you know, all put in your plates, it would help out so much. And that usually goes over so much better than you never do the dishes. You know, because what they clue in on when you say you never or you always leave the dishes for me or you always do those absolutes is that puts their back up against the wall and then they start thinking instead about what you said, they start thinking about all the times that they have done the dishes, okay? And they want to prove you wrong. All right, so, and you're not starting out with your feelings. And when you start off with, I feel unappreciated, you're getting to really the root cause right up front to them. You're telling them, I feel unappreciated, or I feel like you don't appreciate how hard I work or that I'm gonna, I'm gonna be tired. Cheryl Richardson came up with this, which is people start to heal the moment they feel heard. And I tell you, even if I'm like writing this out, like I'm preparing to tell somebody about how I'm feeling and because it, it's really been bothering me, I even start feeling better then. And I haven't even delivered the message because I really kind of formulate what it is, what really is my feeling about this issue and why is it bothering me so much? Once again, going back to listening, because communication is very key in listening first, then talking. So these words help us to gain more information. So if we are on the receiving end, so we were talking about delivering the message. So if we are on the receiving end and we want to be an active listener and not just respond, like listen to reply, if we really want to get to more information, we can use these type of starters. Like I can, I can help you with that, help me understand. I can see that can be frustrating, I'm listening. Let me think about what you've said, especially if you're that expressive and this issue comes and your first instinct is to attack, to be like, what, what do you mean? I never do that. You can say, okay, let me think about that. Let me process that and step away. And if you have a customer that you know can explode, give them that out. So I'm, I'm telling you how I feel, but I'm, I'm sure you want to think about what I've just said. So why don't we schedule a follow-up in a day where you can think about what I've said and maybe we can discuss this further. You know, so you give them that out so they're, they're not attacking on the phone because that's their general instinct.
to do. Give me more information or did you know? So now if you are on the receiving end, when conflict is unknown to you, this is another strategy. So the other one was the outgoing. This is the, okay, I've done something wrong. What you need to do is acknowledge their feeling or concern. And then you do an I can statement, or I'm sure we can figure this out. Like, I, can, I know I can help with this. I know we can get to the bottom of this, or I'm sure we can figure this out. And then help me understand, can I ask you a few questions? You know, if it's a, if it's a customer thing, that's just like very applicable. Like, because so, sometimes people, this is, when I was on that 1-800 line, they'd come in yelling and I'm like, you know, I just needed to calm them down so that I could ask them the, some questions because sometimes they were in the wrong area and that's why they were so frustrated. I'd be like, oh, you don't need me, you need somebody else. Propose a solution or the compromise gain that acceptance and then recap the situation or the solution so that everybody's in agreement, all right? This happens majorly, like this is a very formal structure for like a business resolution, but it also can be used in a personal life. And a lot of times people question me like, well, how can I say I can help with that or I can, I'm sure we can figure this out before I've asked the questions. And it's really key that you do this before because if you don't, then it's kind of like the doctor going, now, did you, um, does it hurt here? Does it hurt there? Did, you know, and, and um, do you have this symptom or that symptom? Because all the time that they're asking questions, you're kind of thinking, well, are you going to help me? Are you going to see my point of view or not? So if we immediately say, you know, see that you're frustrated and I'm sure we can figure out a solution to me eating all of your cereal. <laughs> then all of a sudden people go, oh, and then say, well, help me understand, now which cereal is it the one that you like, <laughs> you know? Then you ask the question, okay? And then they're like, oh, it's, you know, Cheerios. You always eat the Cheerios. Oh, okay, so why don't I, in the future, I get two boxes of Cheerios and, um, and make sure that I just eat from my box. And, and so if I leave it empty on the shelf, it's not gonna be a big deal because there'll be a full box that's yours. You know, is that okay? All right, okay, so tomorrow I'm gonna go out and get two boxes of Cheerios, all right? So that's the outgoing. What I'd like you to do is think about this for how you would do this at, in your work situation. Utilize my worksheet as a way to set a standard for your company or for your training or for your family um, because you know the whole reason that I've kind of brought you through the psychology the different root causes and then these strategies is that if we're the manager of our family the manager of our life manager manager of our organization or we're a key trainer in our organization we need to manage through modeling and that's by setting the expectation of seeking to understand in the workplace, train and educating our employees, our family, on using I feel messages, 
because you can do this with your kids. You can say, you know what, the way that you're talking to me, I really don't like. In the future, <laughs> you know, it makes me feel disrespected. I feel disrespected when you talk to me this way. In the future, I would like you to use this strategy when you have something to tell me, you know, which it will, it will make me feel better and will ha have a better result in um, opening communication. And um, train and educate your employees or families on using the acknowledge statement for reacting to conflict. I can understand why you'd be upset. I'm sure we can work this out. Can I ask you a few questions? What specifically is making you frustrated? Um, and then what I always say is people only work to what they're measured against. So in an organization, if you don't have conflict management as a part of your goals and objectives or performance appraisals, then it's never going to stick. You can do as much training as you want, but if you don't say, okay, now you're going to be measured against how you, you, you handle conflict. And there's whole programs that I've delivered in you know, doing this first to management, then training employees, and then training coaches to monitor employees' use of the training that we've, we've done. And then positive reinforcement. When you see it being modeled, when you see it being done, when you see someone even t attempting or trying, you know, praising the heck out of them and being like, you know what, I know that was a difficult message and I know that was hard, but you did a great job and you made an effort to utilize the strategy. Because in the end, we need to seek to understand, to have those better relationships, to have that better productivity. And we did that through getting to the root cause of the conflict and then communicating better through our I messages and acknowledging statements. And then we're reinforcing it, manage through modeling.